Hello, this is David Thompson from the Fraser Valley in British Columbia. Today, I received Deuteronomy chapter 9. And I'll just read this passage of scripture first to you. Maybe only the parts that stand out. Hear, O Israel, thou art to pass over Jordan this day to go in to possess nations greater and mightier than thyself, cities great and fenced up to heaven, a people great and tall, the children of the Anakims, whom thou knowest, and of whom thou hast heard say, Who can stand before the children of Anak? Understand therefore this day that the Lord thy God is he which goeth over before thee as a consuming fire he shall destroy them, and he shall bring them down before thy face. So shalt thou drive them out and destroy them quickly, as the Lord has said unto thee. Speak not thou in thy heart, after that the Lord thy God hath cast them out from before thee, saying, For my righteousness the Lord hath brought me in to possess this land. But for the wickedness of these nations the Lord doth drive them out from before thee, not for thy righteousness or for the uprightness of thine heart, dost thou go to possess their land. But for the wickedness of these nations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. And that he may perform the word which the Lord sware unto thy fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Understand, therefore, that the Lord thy God giveth thee not this good land to possess it, for thy righteousness, for thou art a stiff-necked people, Remember and forget not how thou provokest the Lord thy God to wrath in the wilderness from the day that thou didst depart out of the land of Egypt until ye came unto this place. Ye have been rebellious against the Lord. Also in Horeb ye provoked the Lord to wrath, so that the Lord was angry with you to have destroyed you. When I was gone up into the mount to receive the tables of stone, even the tables of the covenant which the Lord made with you. Then I abode in the mount forty days and forty nights. I neither did eat bread nor drink water. And the Lord delivered unto me two tables of stone written with the finger of God. And on them was written according to all the words which the Lord spake with you in the mount out of the midst of the fire in the day of the assembly. And it came to pass at the end of forty days and forty nights that the Lord gave me the two tables of stone, even the tables of the covenant. And the Lord said unto me, Arise, get thee down quickly, from hence for thy people which thou hast brought forth out of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have quickly turned aside out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten image. Furthermore, the Lord spake unto me, saying, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Let me alone, that I may destroy them, and blot out their name from under heaven. And I will make of thee a nation mightier and greater than they. So I turned and came down from the mount. And the mount burned with fire, and the two tables of the covenant were in my two hands. And I looked, and behold, ye had sinned against the Lord your God, and had made you in a molten calf, and had turned aside quickly out of the way which the Lord commanded you. And I took the two tables of stone and cast them out of my two hands and break them before your eyes.
and I fell down before the Lord as at the first forty days and forty nights. And I neither did eat bread nor drink water because of all your sins which ye sinned in doing wickedly in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. For I was afraid of the anger and hot displeasure wherewith the Lord was wroth against you to destroy you. But the Lord hearkened unto me at that time also, and the Lord was very angry with Aaron to have destroyed him. And I prayed for Aaron also the same time. And I took your sin, the calf which he had made, and burnt it with fire and stamped it and ground it very small, even until it was as small as dust. And I cast the dust thereof into the brook. I will just leave it there and speak without preparation or notes what God is wanting to say today to the body of Christ and to you as an individual. The thing that obviously stands out in this passage of scripture is the fact that God himself can destroy his people that become rebellious and constantly rebel against his word and, dis and set up their own idols before his face. These idols need not be literal idols, like the children of Israel had, objects. What are the idols of this day and age that the people of God are so easily beset by? They are the idols of materialism, where one is given fully in their devotion and their energy, more to those things that will cause them to have material wealth than to God. They are the gods of pleasure and amusement, such as the fact that many in the body of Christ spend hours throughout their life, often every day, being consumed with what is happening in the various sports that are played, such as hockey and football and others. And so their time is consumed with amusements rather than having a relationship with God. As a result, obviously there is hardness that develops when we love those things that as the Word of God declares, are not of the Father, but are of the world. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life are not of the Father, but, of, but are of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that does the will of God abides forever. There are many that in that day will say, Lord, Lord, have we not drunk in your presence? Have we not cast out devils in your name? Have we not done wonderful works? And the Lord will say unto them, Depart me, depart from me, I never knew you. We can have lots of religious activity and feel that we are pleasing God by the religious activity we do that will justify the pleasures that we desire in place of God. Where is our heart? Is our heart in a love relationship with God? Or are we consumed with the things of this life?
there is teaching nowadays that is distorted and brings a distorted perception of God, which is like setting up a calf in place of God. Teaching such as, a God can never bring judgment. He's not a God of judgment. He, he can't. He would never do anything that's evil to his people. Only the devil does that. As true as it is that God is light and in him is no darkness at all, and that every good and every perfect gift comes from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness nor shadow of turning, as mentioned in James chapter 1. This is true that there is no darkness in God. There's only goodness in God that all the proceeds from God towards his people and to all is totally good. But that includes his anger that burns against what is corrupt, what is evil. For that is his goodness. That is the integrity of his love. His love is what? It's that quality that is always choosing the highest lasting good over anything that would be less and therefore would have a measure of corruption in it. God's love is a pure love. that is a consuming fire because it is so pure in its integrity that it will not tolerate sin. What is great is that his love is so great that it can be transcendent to the point that God himself has humbled himself more than us a mere creature and suffered more than us a mere creature. That quality was in his being even before it happened through Jesus Christ in this world. That it was so a quality within the being of God to be a perfect atoning sacrifice, that in fact it was a reality that he had already become, a perfect atoning sacrifice before the world was created. Which is why the Word of God says that he is the Lamb of God, slain before the foundation of the world. In other words, slain before the world was created. It was a reality before he was created. But God was about to destroy the children of Israel and not to show mercy to them because of their stubbornness. The only thing that turned his wrath away was because Moses stood in the gap. God would have been true, totally good and pure to have destroyed them because he will not condone what is contrary to his perfect pure love. Are we setting up a misperceived conception of a God that could never bring judgment to us? This is a false delusional image of God, that God is a God of grace and would always receive us and forgive us in our sin. No, if we are lukewarm, he will spew us out of his mouth. 
if we continue to deceive ourselves with false teachings that justify a false gospel of prosperity. Where the emphasis is on material prosperity and equating godliness with material gain. Where there is no understanding that for God to be truly good, he must be holy. And his holiness is the integrity of his love that is so pure that it consumes all that is contrary to love. And yes, if we repent, he will receive us. For it says in the word of God that whoever comes to him, he will in no wise cast them out. And we cannot come to him without repentance if there is sin in our lives. We as the body of Christ, God is calling to repentance in this hour, to repent of allowing and condoning ungodliness. Leadership that talks about sports in the sermons is encouraging people in that direction to allow these things to harden their hearts and become idols in their lives. Harden their hearts so that there's adultery in marriages because there's adultery before God. Hardness of heart has accumulated hardness has accumulated in people's hearts. It is time to seek the Lord and to break up the fall of ground and to repent not only of this, but of limiting the fullness of the headship of Christ from inhabiting the body of Christ so that he can bestow more abundant honor on the part that lacks so that there's no schism in the body of Christ. It is time to repent of being denominative because of our hearts being hard, that we do not receive one another as Christ commanded us, to receive one another as he has received us. And he receives those that repent, that ask for forgiveness. He is there ready to forgive us if we will simply come to him and admit our weaknesses and bring them to him. We will be delivered from thinking that we are righteous in ourselves and that we have material blessings because of our own righteousness. As we come to him with a true heart that acknowledges that he is just and righteous in his judgments and that from him issues judgment that can bring us to even the destruction of our body if we do not repent. I cannot share more because these are short messages. But it is the message that God is bringing to the body of Christ. To repent of an idolatrous perception of God that is formed to justify our own comforts that we have run after, for we have hewn out cisterns that can hold no water. And the Lord is calling for us not to go to those cisterns that are cracked and that can hold no water, no fulfillment, but to come to him, the water of life. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? Ho, ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. Come by money without price and without labor. Come to the waters and drink and be satisfied instead of seeking these cisterns that are cracked and dirty and empty that defile you. Whoever believes from, with their life into me, Christ says, out of their innermost being, 
will flow rivers of living water. The evidence that we are truly believing with our life into him is in the fact that we embrace and cleave onto him in a first love relationship that has put away the loves of the world and the, the idolatrous perceptions of God that justify those loves of the world and our own self-righteousness to say that we are equating godliness with material blessings and thinking that we are godly when we are wretched and miserable, poor and blind and naked. He is calling us to true repentance and that his house should again become a house of prayer where services start with people falling on their face in awe before God and in brokenness and in reverence of whose presence we are in. That's the way meeting should start. So may the leadership call his people to meet with him where unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Where it is not around the leadership. It is around the leadership being bringing the consciousness of us being before the very presence of God and becoming his house of prayer again. When there's this repentance in the land, God will stay his hand of judgment. But if there isn't, judgment will continue to increase. And we will not conquer our nation for the glory of God. Thank you for listening to this message.